Welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. That's Benjamin Light. I'm Marco Sparks. Hello, hello. Uh, we're going to talk about Season 3, Episode 19, What Becomes of the Broken Hearted. Who had love that's now departed. Exactly. Uh, great song, by the way. It's a beautiful song. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to say real quick before we get into the episode that at the end of this episode of our podcast, we're going to play a game that I'm affectionately sort of titling right now, the 90s PLL game. We just thought it'd be fun to, to think back to the 90s teen stars of our youth and see who would, if you had to make PLL in the 90s, who would you cast? Yeah. In the various roles. So we'll, we'll play that little game after the recap. So while we ramble, think about that in the back of your mind. So this episode, uh, written by Oliver Goldstick and Francesca Rollins. Yeah, I'm not sure if she's done other episodes or not. The director, Ron Lagomarsino, he's done a lot of episodes. Oh, has he? Cool. Mm-hmm. I think he might have done uh, Unmasked. He's done some big ones. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, let's get into it. So, what becomes of the brokenhearted? We're going to find out. Uh, so, we start off in the school hallway where Emily and Hannah are standing around uh, with Ari at Aria's locker. And Emily is asking Aria if Spencer was there in her AP English class. Yeah, it doesn't seem like Spencer showed up at all today. And Hannah says, I think we would know if she were here. People would be running for cover. Emily and Arya both give Hannah this kind of, like, like easy mm. <laughs> look. But Hannah's just like, I'm just telling truths here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Arya's outfit in this episode. Oh, man. It's a uh, plaid, like, red and blue blazer. Like, big plaid jacket. Yeah, um... A button-up shirt that, a that's like house. vertical black and white stripes, and then a uh, like a loose hanging tie that's like black and white polka dot. It's like a kerchief. It's like an like an eighties businesswoman fashion gone. Yeah, I don't know, like quaaluded up. Um, it's weird because the colors of the blouse and the kerchief are the same. So it's like these. Like contrasting weird patterns, they managed to find like plaid, polka dot, and stripes, and and put them all together. It's Wait, totally hideous. It's it's a ghastly. It's like this ghastly eighties like fashion. Like she looks like something like a cross between like an eighties businesswoman and like whatever the mean version of Santa Claus would be. <laughs> um, but that's the top half of her. The bottom half, it's like just faded jeans. Oh yeah. It's like Ari didn't have pants insane enough for her this day. Yeah, but anyways, Hannah thinks Spencer just needs space. And Arya says we've given that to her, and now she's living on planet freefall. Yeah. Which well, is a, underst- a weird mixed metaphor. Yeah. Hannah understands because Spencer's hurting, and when people hurt hurting, they lash out. Although, mm-hmm. planet freefall, that's my new sci-fi novel coming out next fall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this is... A week since the last episode, since the end of the last episode, it's going to come up a few times. We hear numerous mentions of things that happened in the previous episodes, having last week. Also, the mm-hmm. academic decathlon meeting last week mentioned was one week from then. We yeah. Know. Uh, so Emily says that she's left Toby some messages, but got no response, and they had to find out what went down. Da- they're going to have to find out what went down between them from Spencer. Yeah. Uh, and Emily's like, well, maybe I'll go over to Spencer's house with some cupcakes. But Hannah says, no, she doesn't need food. She's not sick. She just needs to work through this pain, not cover it. Yeah. And Arya's given some great side eye here. She's just like, okay, Dr. Hannah, 
I'm pretty sure you and Caleb, when you and Caleb broke up, you locked yourself in a room for two weeks, and all you ate was Eskimo pies. <laughs> but Hannah throws in that she's not Spencer. Like, well, she hey, went to school over Don't hangout. step on Hannah's line. She says they were skinny cows, and it was four days. <laughs> but yeah, besides, she's not Spencer. She would ditch school for a hangnail. Um. Yeah, so Emily's going over Spencer's, you know, because, of course, she is Spencer's other imagined self. Mm-hmm. Arya wants her to tell Spencer about Redcoat. But Arya says, and give her a riddle. She needs to start using that part of her brain again. And Arya does that thing again where she kind of just, like, uses her hand to, like, wag her finger at Emily. It's, it's funny, it. though, is I think you're absolutely right, though. Arya seemed to be pretty dismissive of Hannah's suggestion. Then mm-hmm. Arya makes the exact same suggestion 30 seconds later. Somewhat, yeah. Arya adds the, the bit about like, give, give Spencer's brain something to work on, you know. But give her a problem. She's a problem to work through. Yeah. So Hannah thinks that she saw Redcoat too. She remembers that, you know, on the way to her fake interview for the fashion thing, she could have swore she saw a blonde girl in a red coat watching her across the street. Yeah. I think the girls want to unpack this, but then they hear a noise and they look over. <laughs> and Spencer's out in the quad, kind of like raging with uh, Andrew. See. <laughs> Secretary of Academic Decathlon. Uh, I, you know, everybody calls this guy Hot Andrew. Do we want to do that, even though we're bros, or is that just too weird? I wrote down, like, like Nerdy Andrew. He's like blonde Clark it's Kent, Nerdy Andrew. Hot Nerd Andrew is how all the blogs refer to him. Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Uh, anyway, uh, Spencer is kind of arguing with him out in the quad. Uh, Andrew's saying, this is a team Spencer. And you weren't thinking about the team who didn't show up for practice. And she's like, Spencer looks over at Mona and she's like, were those her words? Look, am I on this team or not? What this episode needs is more hot Lucas and hot Ezra and hot Byron. Um, <laughs> the liars yeah, have watched and they're like, they're like on the edge of the quad watching all this. Um, <laughs> so, Spencer or Andrew's wearing like a pea coat. Like a navy pea coat. Mm-hmm. Spencer's wearing this like crazy, absolutely cool looking cardigan thing, like this knit thing of like a tiger on the back. I don't know if that's a cardigan. It almost looks like more of a parka. Or yeah, something. kind like, of. Like, like it a, looks like thick and heavy. Well, it's it's the kind of thing that you discovered your parents actually wore back in the seventies. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think we joked that this is Peter's old coat from when he had long hair and smoked pot and was impregnating uh, his wife and just because they rent us on the same weekend. Spencer. <laughs> Your mom was kind of a wild one back then. But uh, Spencer is adamant that they cannot stop her from going to Lewisburg. Well, so uh, we, we, we skipped over the part where she says, look, am I on the team or not? And Andrew says, no, we took a vote. But yeah, can't stop her from going to Lewisburg tonight, even though she's like pretty stunned by this news. And he's like, oh, you can always reapply in the spring. And instead, Spencer just kind of like looks right past him and gets up in Mona's face. And she says, is there anything else you want to take from me? Yes. And Mona just kind of like stares at her coldly. Like she's Mona's not trying to be the nice girl in this one scene. She's just like, like, you know, I, you can't rattle me, Spencer. Yeah. Mona gives Spencer a look that could turn your blood into ice water. Mm-hmm. Um, so Spencer walks off. The the liars have watched us from afar. Like we said, Hannah and Arya both had this kind of like, oh, shit, look on her face. And Emily's just like, I got this. And she goes after Spencer. Mm hmm. So back at Spencer's locker now, Emily meets up there, and she, Emily's like, Mona's been on the team for 15 minutes. She can't get away with it. And Spencer's like, yeah, she just did. Yeah. Um, Emily has to go to work, but she offers to come by after and pick up where they left off. And 
Spencer just kind of breaks down with just like, look, I can't, I can't do this. Like, please just. Yeah. Not here. Yeah. Like she's, she's almost, but not quite crying. Like, you know, water is, is welling in the eyes. And so she slams the locker and walks away and pulls some sunglasses on, which it's too bad we don't get to see Spencer wear sunglasses. Those are big hangover Those shades. are big, awesome sunglasses. Yeah. Those are Jennifer sunglasses. Yeah. Uh, she puts them on, but then like pulls them off because there's something scratched into the lenses on the inside. Yes. Message from A. You rat out T. I take down one of your three. A. <laughs> and there's like this like big like chord on the soundtrack that strikes right now. Yeah. You know, it's like, like out of like scream or something where it's like, <laughs> and then she looks back at the other three liars who are just staring at her and, and she's staring at them. And it's funny. Uh, I was reading the television about pity recap this episode and I like his analysis, how, where like the kind of the fantasy and the reality combined here, like Spencer doesn't want to tell the liars about Toby because it's just like a sore subject that she's not ready to talk about. Right. And now she also can't tell them about Toby because of A, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um and that's how the credit or the teaser ends and it's it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. This is this is a fucking one of A's better, like more amazing. I mean like there's some big A things like like logistically how the fuck did you get that? <laughs> and then there's some just like very subtle, easy, but like they really strike that emotional chord of like ontological terrorism. Um and this is one of them I like ontological terrorism hold on i make that one of our uh hashtags for the episode fantastic so after the credits we're at the brew i like when we get a quick shot we see emily working actually clearing tables and then we kind of pan over to Ari and hannah we're sitting together talking wouldn't you be a little bit annoyed if you're working there to like have your friends just kind of there yes and no but we've seen enough times where like they're all like hanging out talking and then Emily kind of looks over and it's just like, Oh shit, I have customers. Yeah. Fuck, you know, and like walks over. Um, Arya is telling Hannah to talk to the academic decathlon teacher who Hannah had for social studies, but she can't remember her name. Yeah. And Hannah's not listening because she's on her phone and Arya finally grabs the phone away, which is just like poor phone etiquette there. Arya grabs it away and looks, looks at, at it. it, looks at it. Yeah. And she says, why are you map questing Amish country? Quest. and so hannah's like i'm looking why for are a you website paging in amish country yeah yeah hannah's looking for a stable and aria says our best friend is at home chewing her elbows and you're horse shopping and she says no i'm trying to find out what caleb's uncle jamie works and aria is just basically like Ugh, let it go like people look like so- their uncles sometimes you know big deal drop it that is a great non sequitur yeah um, yeah, so Hannah's obsessed with Caleb's Uncle Daddy Jamie. Um, so Arya's phone rings. Well, was, Hannah believes that Jamie well, wants to tell Caleb the truth because she saw it in his eyes. Yeah, and Arya is like, even if it is his dad, like, why would you want to know for Caleb? Like, learn from my mistakes. You know, like, don't, <laughs> don't get involved in that. And Hannah's like, this is different. Maggie didn't want Ezra to know her kid. Jamie wants you. You know, he just doesn't know how. Saw it in her eyes. I don't think Arya is like helping Hannah out. I think she's just like, have I mentioned Ezra in the past 45 seconds? Because here's some fucking Ezra drops. Exactly. But Hannah's just like, are you going to come with me? And Arya's like, no, you are not going there either. Horowitz. (laughs) She screens out that name. That's the name of the the coach's name on the team. Arya is like, I will have my mother talk to her. I feel like in all the fan fiction set after this episode, that needs to be their inside joke whenever they don't like somebody. 
Who that chick? She's a Horowitz. <laughs> um, so Arya's phone rings, and Hannah's just like, speaking of which, is that your mom? And Hannah, Arya's like, no, it's Ezra's. And Hannah says, ew. Yeah. And Arya's like, oh my god, why is she calling me? We're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> so she answers it. Yeah. Very kind of fake polite, you know. Yeah, Mrs. F is looking for Wes, and Arya lies badly, because that's what Arya does, to say he's not there. She's like, oh, I don't know. I haven't been to his apartment. I doubt Wes has been hiding there. Yeah. So, Mrs. Fitzgerald hangs up on Arya, because that's the only way you can make your point to Arya. Hannah's like, why does she think that Little Fitz is hiding out of Big Fitz's? And Arya's like, because he is. And Hannah just does this, like, eyebrow raise. Like, she doesn't even say anything. She's like, mm. <laughs> Uh, elsewhere at the brew, Cece comes running in in a hurry. Um, Cece, real quick, I just want to say, if you were to put a pointed hat on her, she would look like she's dressed as a witch. Yeah, she, this is some serious Stevie Nicks stuff going on here. This is easily an outfit that like Elizabeth Montgomery wore in Bewitched. Um, so Emily comes running over to Cece. Cece doesn't have long. She has to meet a photographer she hired for the shop to do a website. Uh, CC apparently does most of the work at the shop. Like, who is her aggressively sober boss? Yeah, really, it's a mystery. Emily is like, "Hey, uh, do you know Darren Wilden? He's a little older than you." And she's just like, "Eh, you know." And she's like, "We think he was beach hottie. He might have been in Cape May that summer." And CC's like, "Yeah, like uh, him and about four million other Delta Fives, and they all wanted to rush Allie." Lol. <laughs> Um, yeah, Emily wants to talk about how suspicious it is, especially since Wilden is now in cha- charge of Allison's case. Mm-hmm. But Cece doesn't want to talk or think about this since she has a website to get up and she's going to lose her job. And anyway, she's gone. Yeah, she can't talk. I would have, I would have just creamed if she said that she has to work on her shop's website page. Mm-hmm. So, Spencer. <laughs> Spencer's making a health food shake. Spencer is obsessed with food in this episode. Spencer is pureeing all manner of phallic foods into a uh, blender yeah it's a very subtle thing that i mm-hmm. it didn't occur to me later but yeah we start with like a pickle and then a carrot yeah and like she's she just like shoving this shit in there and like almost as though she doesn't know what what her concoction is going to be she's just gonna like find out when she tastes it <laughs> if like there hadn't been a knock on the door i think she would have put a banana with the peel on it like mm-hmm. in there um knock on the door that back door it's andrew and she just has this look of scorn on her face well, this is clearly not the front door. Like, it's one thing for, like, the liars to come in this way, but Andrew? Do you think it's it's known among the boys of Rosewood that uh, Spencer shall be approached from the side door? Like, that's where you can find her, holding office hours? <laughs> yeah, well. Um, yeah, she looks, opens the door. She does not look pleased to see him. And he's like, no. busy? And he's, she's like, yeah, I was just put out, about to put out a new doormat that says, go away. Yeah. And so he just basically walks in anyway, and he's like, uh, I know how valuable you are. There's a hundred-year war going on between you and Mona, and it's a distraction. Andrew says they need to be thinking about one thing and one thing only, winning this title. And Spencer's but just like, you were the swing vote, weren't you? He like, Fucker. He sighs and says they can't afford internal tension. War is a game that has to be played with a smile. Uh, and Spencer's like, yeah, stop quoting Mona. And he's like, that's Winston Churchill. And Spencer says, well, he sounds a lot like Mona. And you know damn well that without me, you're going to be annihilated in world history. Uh, and he's like, that. 
she says that even though she just loved the Winston Churchill quote. Yeah, really. <laughs> and he's like, I think I've got it covered. And she's like, by whom? And he says, by me. He's like, hello, I just made a Hundred Years of War reference. Mm-hmm. And a it. Churchill reference, yeah. Nailed it. So she offers him a challenge. Well, she's, she starts to get a little saucy here. She's like, well, you know, I uh, have, let's uh, do practice tests. If I win, you put me back on the team. And he's like, how will I know you won't flake again? And she says, everything in life is a risk. And I know you like to gamble. Hmm. New rules. This is like, about, this is like Andrew's fantasy, by the way. Yeah. Well, the thing about Spencer right now, as she's like reclaiming all of this like sexual power that mm-hmm. she apparently has always had since that time she tangled with Alex is like, I don't think that like Andrew likes to gamble, but like right now she can easily convince him that he loves gambling. Mm hmm. Right now, in Andrew's head, he's just thinking, Dear Penthouse. Because, <laughs> uh, new rules. For every question that I get wrong, I will take off a piece of clothing. Same for him. And the match yeah. isn't over until one of them is butt-ass naked. I like the way she kind of, like, lounges on the couch. Mm-hmm. It's like she's trying to approximate, like, a sexy pose, even though she's not really, you know? Even though she looks like she's been up for seven days. Yeah. Yeah, and, and might be on heroin. Uh, but yeah she's kind of trying to like lounge a little yeah but uh not over to one of us is naked and he's like you're out of control and she's like not yet she has this like flicker of madness in the smile (laughs) when she was bad she was so so very good Mm -hmm. um andrew right now is just thinking like fuck yeah (laughs) he's like i have the weirdest most sensible boner he's like i win i see her naked i lose we probably bone anyway. Yeah. <laughs> hey, quit messing mean, with your mic. If he loses, I'm sure he'll end up in that uh, that shake. Yeah, he's he's going into the uh, the concoction along with the pickles and carrots. Meanwhile, out in the country, there's a barn. Jamie's there. He's using a saw, sawing some wood. Nice tools, Jamie. Supposed poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a meta statement. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah pulls up. She's surprised. He's surprised to see her there. Asks what she's doing. She well, starts she, in this lie about this like crazy absurd lie about like I wanted to go to a farmer's market and I couldn't find it. And he's basically like Hannah, like you're not that stupid. Yeah. What are you doing here? Yeah. So she basically asks him if he's Caleb's dad, and he confirms it, asking if Caleb knows. Um, he's apprehensive about really being Caleb's dad. He says that he went to jail a long time ago. You know, not for murder or anything, for petty theft. He's taking a lot of shortcuts. Not daddy of the year. He's got he, a record. Yeah, he feels he's better off just being crazy. He's like Caleb's crazy uncle, um, crazy ass uncle. Who climbed the fence at Veterans Stadium one time to get him a baseball. And Hannah assures Jamie that Caleb will meet him halfway. Yeah, he's not better off. He wants a father in his life. He'll meet you halfway. For the most part, this storyline does not meet me halfway. Um, (laughs) So meanwhile, back in Spencer's living room, where the match of the century is happening. Strip academic decathlon. Spencer is, and Andrew That is a are, game I can get behind. Yeah, are sitting there facing off literally, facing each other on opposite couches. Andrew is currently, since we're gonna do the the commentary on this, is down mm-hmm. in just a t shirt and boxers. Spencer is in a t shirt and pants, and she's like taking off her cool, amazing coat thing. So I guess Spencer is currently winning. It would seem so, yeah. Um she nails Although, a- like, is there such a thing as winning in this? Whoever, I mean, whoever I, loses, we win. I feel like Spencer's ultimate thought here is like, I'm going to bone this guy and he's going to put me on the team no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So she nails the Treaty of Versailles question, and he flubs the Marcus Garvey question. So Andrew Shirt comes You know, I actually knew both these questions. Did, not, did you? Not to brag or anything, yeah. Good for you. Did you know the following one? I did, and it annoyed me. I, I feel like Spencer throws the next question. There's no way she wouldn't know this. Oh, yeah, I think she throws the Peloponnesian War yeah. question. So uh, he's got to uh, take the shirt off because he gets Marcus Garvey question wrong. And so she kind of like lounges back on the couch to like take in the view with like her legs crossed. Yeah. And he asked her a question about like a war that lasted for 30 years between Athens and Sparta. And she says Trojan War, which like there's no way you would say that. Like you're you're throwing this match. Mm. Uh, it's Pel- Peloponnesian War. Well, she she does it because I, I think I said that she does it response. to to uh, execute her move here. Her her command move here, showing off all of her power. She's, she's got to take an item of clothing off. She yeah. doesn't take her shirt off. She doesn't nope. take her pants off. No. Nope. She takes her bra off under the shirt. Yeah. And she does the whole kind of, you know, pull the straps out of the arms, un- you know, unfasten it, and then just kind of like yank it out the front. And she's, he, Andrew is like fully in her in her power now. The only thing that makes this more of a full flash dance is for like a bucket of water to fall on mm-hmm. her right now. But yeah, well, then she just like kind of like drops it to the side like, mm-hmm. To, to set it fully for you, if you don't get this, it means that the next question that she gets wrong, she will be completely topless. Mm-hmm. This is super titillation. Spencer, know, I mean, Spencer knows exactly what she's doing. And of course, right then, there's a knock on the door, and it's Emily. And Andrew's just like, is that Emily Fields? And <laughs> like, yeah. freaks out and starts like grabbing his clothes. And Spencer's and like, relax, you're not her type. Yeah, you're not her type. Like scornfully, you know, like like Spencer's just like, ah, my fun is over, you know. I feel like no matter what happened, Spencer would have won. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like this this is fine of her, yeah. So Andrew starts like gathering up all of his clothes nervously. Spencer goes and she lets Emily in, who's brought cupcakes. Emily was really married to the fucking cupcakes idea. I think she just wanted cupcakes. Yeah. So she's a little embarrassed seeing Andrew there, and I love that her first reaction is, um, should I have brought more cupcakes? <laughs> Andrew just like runs out, like holding all his clothes. So he's gonna go get like dressed outside somewhere. Well, because like he's like freaking out about Emily being there. Like I I don't know. Like Emily just like gives Spencer a look, and Spencer's like, "What? Just trying to get my spot on the team back." And Emily's like, "By doing what?" And she's like, "Well, I was about to show Andrew my cupcakes." (laughs) So she's like, "Since when do you have to get naked to get what you want?" And Spencer's like. Since politely discussing my intellectual prowess wasn't exactly swaying his vote. Mm-hmm. Um, so Emily tells, and Spencer I think there's she's... not a small amount of like Spencer wants some revenge on Toby too. Yeah, you know, um, it's maybe... game on. It's game on for Spencer right now. Maybe using a man will help Spencer clear her head too. Mm-hmm. So uh, where are we at here? So, Emily is like, you're way too smart to like play dumb, you know, and she's. Says, you know, you dropped that bomb on Jason. I have to go undrop it. And now you're after the first dude uh, to get back at Toby. And Spencer's like, this has nothing to do with Toby. Mona's the enemy, remember? And Emily says, that hasn't changed, but you have. And if you and Toby don't tell me what's going on. And Spencer's like, have you spoken to him? Yeah. And Emily's like, no. And she's like, well, don't. Yeah, she she doesn't want her to talk to him. And Emily's like, well, he's my friend, too. And Spencer's mm-hmm. like, Toby is not our friend. Yeah. We are not his friends. And Emily's like, I, I don't know what you could possibly have done. And Spencer's like, you don't understand. And then Emily just crawls right up Spencer's ass. Uh, and she's like, I, I don't understand. I haven't lost anything. <laughs> Fuck you. 
You don't have yeah. a monopoly on pain, Spencer. Everybody has her fair share. And for a moment, it looks like Spencer's about to crack because she's kind of got her, her head in her hands, you know, and this is clearly all too much for him. But then she kind of like rallies and she's just like, okay, but or, as only saying, okay, but we get through it because we, we have each other. Uh, and your friends are not going to stand here and watch you. And then she cuts, and Spencer cuts her off and says, watch me what? Not be Spencer Hastings anymore? Clearly that's not working out for me. So please get good with this, Emily. This is the new me. She like storms upstairs. She basically says, get on board with this or get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a moment there, Emily has this look on her face. Just like, I saw all of this going differently in my mind when I came over here. Um, she's like, I guess I'll eat the cupcake. Yeah, prior to that whole, like, you know, your friends aren't going to stand by thing, I felt like both these girls could have turned to each other and been like, you were pulling some straight-up Arya bullshit here. <laughs> um, so, speaking of which, at Ezra's apartment, the place looks fucking trashed. Yeah, fucking West. Jesus Christ. He's been there teenager. a week. Places, I mean, there's, like, shit everywhere, like, trash, like, clothes strewn, like, it, like takeout boxes. Yeah, so he's shoes on the ground. God damn. He's throwing Fucking a lot of the slob. junk that he's been eating. He he looks at like one of the pots on the stove and tries to throw that away. He just wants to throw the pot away because it's got some old oatmeal in it. Some black oatmeal. Yeah, and Arya's just like, uh, he might want that. And uh, fucking Wes. Like this this guy is like the picture of like entitled little shit. You know, like yeah. he's like, oh, my rich mom's looting me from my dreams. If only I were poor and didn't have a mother, I'd have so much better like capabilities of achieving my dreams because that's how America works. Yeah. So he says, you know, don't worry about it. My mom's going to go through this place when I'm done. She'll go through the trash or replace things. And he says that his mother found him this morning at 7 a.m. She paid the superintendent for an extra key and woke him up. Mm-hmm. And so Arya's like, well, why did she call me in the afternoon? And he's like. To test you, to catch you in a lie, prove to Ezra that you're a liar. She's a pretty little liar, in yeah. fact. Um, and Arya says, God, she is so hateful. Did I just say that out loud? Yeah. Yes, Arya. Yes, you did. Wes smiles as he's like shoving clothes into a bag. He drops the bag on the floor because he's a sloppy motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um, and Arya bends down there to help him pick up his clothes. And he can't go back to prep school because he's finally been officially banished. Wow. Way to go, Wes. Yeah, what an achievement. Um, so where will he finish up his senior year? Who knows? Spain, maybe. Halifax, possibly. Uh, some you... some bullshit about he's got a buddy that does like marine bio in Halifax he can crash with. And maybe he'd like to like get into like working with like marine mammals someday or something like like that's his dream that his mom might prevent him from doing. I want Arya to be like, well, your friend sounds pretty cool. Your friend working with the whales and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. Wes can't stay at Ezra's place because he can't afford to keep changing the locks, which, again, he's rich. Um, Wes literally tries to pack a box of cereal, but stops because it won't fit in his bag. This guy would last, like, two and a half days on his own without somebody, like, without, like, a brother's pad to crash out or, or something. Well, like, first of all, this guy's retarded enough to try to pack, a, like, a box of Cap'n Crunch. Mm-hmm. Then he fails <laughs> at that. <sighs> oh, Wes hasn't heard from Ezra lately. Arya has, but mostly through text. Last time she heard from him, he was at Malcolm's soccer game with Maggie, which, you know, Wes tells her not to read too much into that, which makes kind of sense. And then Cece calls. And Cece's like, hey, do you still work for that photographer? And Arya's like, I am. Why? And I'm just like, she is? Yeah, exactly. Since when? Yeah. 
She went to like one job with that lady. Like, when is she going on like photography shoots with this lady? If the, if Annie Hall was complaining about like the time she hired Lucas, imagine what she's saying to people about Arya. Oh, seriously. I thought she was normal, but then I realized she's fucking insane. <laughs> um. So apparently, the guy CC hired to do the photographs for her showed up to shoot photos with his phone. Yeah, I hired some dork from a bogus website who showed up to take pictures with his phone. Idiot. <laughs> so CC will pay Arya to come help her out and shoot some photos. And so Arya looks over at Wes and she's like, "Can I bring an assistant?" Yeah. And CC like because we're kind of cutting back and forth. Cece has this weird, like, conspiratorial smile on her face like, when she says that. Like, oh, this should be good. Mm-hmm. It should be pointed that as Arya looks over at Wes, he's packing some of Ezra's, like, canned goods. Yeah. Yeah, like some, like, canned soup and, like, tuna. Like, <sighs> Meanwhile, in Hannah's kitchen, idiot. Caleb's upset and Hannah and giving also, Hannah shit. Also, just because I'm looking at the scene right now, okay. he's leaving Ezra's, like, little, like, bag of, like, oatmeal raisin cookies alone. It's just, man. I'd pack that. Yeah, where's your fucking head at, Wes? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Caleb's upset. He's giving Hannah shit for talking to his Uncle Daddy Jamie. Um, she, Caleb says it's not like he hasn't considered that his Uncle Daddy might actually be his Uncle Daddy before. Yeah, he's like, I'm not like a complete dip here, <laughs> Hannah. Like, yeah, it's crossed my mind. Yeah. But if it's true, it's more of a reason for me not to meet him. And he's, you know, maybe I'm just not in this place where you want me to be. Maybe you should keep your sexy blonde ass out of areas of my life where you're not invited. And she's like, well, yeah, it's not like I asked you to go hunting down A behind my back. Ooh. And it's just like, I did that out of love and concern. And Hannah's like, well, that's where this is coming from, too. I wanted Hannah to be a little, like, like be a little more just like, thank you for walking into my, like, word trap. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, besides Caleb's Uncle Daddy just wants to talk to him. Um, Ashley comes just home me just for coffee. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Just to he- overhear all this. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah just wants, you know, Caleb to have coffee with Uncle Daddy, and he can even throw that coffee on the Uncle Daddy if he wants. Yeah, and Hannah's basically already kind of, like, committed Caleb, like, like told Jamie he's coming, you know, like, he's expected now. But he, he doesn't want to go. And he's like, well, you can go if you want. Um, you know, this is, like, it's too late for Uncle Dad. Like, Caleb's all grown up now. He doesn't need his dad. You know, no thanks to him. So he, he storms out through the back door there. And I, I bring up this point again, because if this, you know, Caleb is more known to Hannah and Ashley. It's not a big deal. He comes in the back door. But yeah. I guess my question is, what would be the purpose? Like, does Hannah's backyard, like, cut to the other side of the street or something? Like People on PLL are always leaving out the side or back door. It's like, but I mean, like. Does he now have to like walk around the house and go through a side gate and through the well, yard? Well, does he like hop the fence and yeah? What? what yeah. Is, I mean, like, it, what is the real purpose of that? Anyways, so Ashley comes in the kitchen and she uh, she asks what Caleb's so angry about, and Hannah says, you know, it's about his uncle daddy. <sighs> then we cut to Jason Delorentis. He's in a classroom at Rosewood, sitting on a chair in like a circle of empty chairs. It's yeah. as though he were. Uh, like having an AA meeting with himself or something. Yeah, the circle is currently unbroken. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily, this, this is probably Caleb's office, but Caleb's just not there. I like how Emily has to like fill in for Spencer in this episode and like do all the Spencer things. I really want them to say that in the episode. Like, just Emily's like, I'm exhausted doing mm-hmm. my job and Spencer's job on top of all this. Also, I'm the only one who really has a job, despite what Arya says. Um, Emily sees him through the window. She comes in. She wants to talk to him about what Spencer said. 
And he's just kind of like wondering if she's going to try to walk back this revelation. But he's like, you going to tell me she made that up? Allie being pregnant? Come on, Emily. That wasn't breaking news to any of you. Yeah. And Emily's like, look, uh, just because Cece said it doesn't mean it's true. And this kind of like, this pikes Jason's interest. And he's just like, Cece said it. Is yeah. that who set her up? Or, and she says, is Cece who set her up with Wilden? Uh, and Emily's like, no, she doesn't even know him, I asked. So... Jason assumed that Cece could have set Allison up with, like, what kind of wacky shit were Allison and, and Cece up to? A really intense two weeks. Yeah, so, you know, Emily basically says that it's it's kind of a logical leap, uh, unlogical yeah. leap, to, like, go from, like, Will and his buddies being this Cape May picture to, you know, there's a lot of fucking people out there. Um, Jason then makes a further bizarre leap of logic to be like, were they on a boat? Yeah, it's like Wilden and his buddy's holding up a fish, and he's like, were they on a boat? And Emily's like, uh, more of a dock, I guess. And so just just to clarify, it's the Jersey Shore, there's water, there's boats, there's docks, there's fish, there's some crazy fucking shenanigans. This all seems pretty circumstantial to me. Yeah, and Jason's just like, Allie made my, my, uh, our dad a collage from that trip. There's a picture of her on a boat in it. What if it was Wilden's boat? Allison's all like, I'm on a boat, motherfuckers! Yeah, and Emily's like, uh, please don't ask Wilden about this. If he's trying to hide something, it could hurt you. Also, uh, don't bring up what Spencer said. And he's like, too late! Yeah. Also, Wilden, you know, if this is true, he's dangerous. Also, he's murder police. Um, yeah. yeah well, Jason, Jason very much like Spencer Hastings. It's like, too late. I already, already threw that bomb. Well, Jason DeLaurentis, Mr. Tough Guy here, stormed out of that mausoleum in the last episode, all hard and angry. And like and left went, a voicemail? Went and left a voicemail like a week ago. <laughs> He's waiting for a response, but it helped if he had more proof. And so they're like, let's go look for that photo collage. It's probably boxed up in my dad's office. Yeah, so somebody out there. This is totally like a Hay Scenes Away mission, but like Spencer's busy, so if Emily has to, to go. This, you know, listen to the podcast. Please Photoshop me a picture of Sasha Pieters on a boat with T Pain and Andy Sandberg. <laughs> um, yeah, they're gonna get that fucking photo, yo. Um, so meanwhile, close up on some fruit. Yeah, it's a little like fruit uh, basket on the Hastings like kitchen island there that Spencer's just like staring at as though she can like communicate with it telepathically. Well, it's like she's like practicing her telekinetic powers to eventually split the atoms within all that delicious fruit. She's trying to, like, make a, a banana explode <laughs> with her mind. <laughs> Meanwhile, her special well, mind powers, which, well, you know, is relevant because I think we found out today that PLL takes place in the same universe as Marvel Comics. So more on that later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can't really go into that. There's spoilers. But um, yeah, so Melissa's there. She's cooking dinner and she's like, hey, do you want some lemon juice on your broccoli? Because that's the kind of food that Melissa so just like, yeah, sure. Uh, apparently, the Hastings' parents are five hours ahead in London right now, so they're in England being lawyers. Melissa just says that they call them soon because of the time difference, but I feel like we see that it's clearly dark outside, mm -hmm. so no matter what time they call, isn't it already too late? I don't know. I'd, I'd have to look at like a world clock for that. Anyway, speaking of London, who should knock on the door of a jolly old Wren? Yep. Melissa uh, is... Wren like, why is Wren here? Did you call him? disgusted yeah um she opens the door for ren who is when, super flustered by her well, and spencer is just like what no i ain't calling you know yeah spencer's or uh, ren surprised to see melissa but he's like hello he's like hi i didn't think you'd and melissa's like i'm sure you didn't he says, she, i heard you were back in school finishing your degree 
She's I am, just, but it's taking longer than I expected. She's just like super still and calm and enjoying being so off-putting to him. Mm-hmm. He's got his like rat- Radley badge on. Um, and so, yeah, she says that her degree is taking longer than she expected. Because it makes sense. Because Rosewood's like in a bizarre vortex of time. Mm-hmm. Well, and at this point, he kind of just steps right past her into the room. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if it's like just a blocking thing they do on the show. I love the way dudes just like invite themselves in. And he but, walks in, he's just like, uh, Spencer, here to talk to you. He's just like, pish posh, I'd rather quite slip into a spot of bother here. And mm-hmm. hi, Spencer. And Spencer's I'm just actually like, here to talk hi. to you. Hi, what are you doing here? And Melissa's like, I think I'll dine out back. And so she starts to walk out with her plate out like the other side door. Mm. And I, this, I love this moment. Ren calls after her and he's like, well, we should uh, catch up sometime. And Melissa does this, like, turn where she has her mouth open, at, and she, like, turns in slow motion. Like, it's it's hard to describe, but, like, her mouth's just hanging open for, through the whole turn. And she's like, yeah, yeah, we should. And, well, like, walks right out. It's the closest, like, moment, like, quoting the show itself is last week, the things that, like, Mona would say to Spencer. And Spencer's just like, I can't believe you fucking said that to me. Um... But yeah, poor Melissa. Like, oh, look what this moment has reduced you to. You're an amazing, brilliant, cunning woman, and you're choosing to go eat in, in your barn because of this perverted dandy. Because <laughs> your perverted uh, ex-fiance is there to uh, mac on your little sister. Yeah. Exactly. Who we is- should catch up sometime. And she just like slow motion turns. Like it's almost almost a slight smile. Like like I can't believe you fucking tool. You know. Yeah. Yeah. He's there to mac on your little sister, who's clearly going through her own Dark Spencer saga. Mm-hmm. Um. So somebody like was well, Spencer gives him this look that just basically communicates like the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, and she's like, really, what are you doing here? Uh, somebody called Ren, sent him over there because of their worry over Spencer's state of mind. Yeah, concerned about her mental health. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. Uh, and she's like, what are you making house calls now? And he's like, oh, I'm not here as a professional. And I got to work on my accent. Yeah, she's like, damn, I was hoping for some shock therapy. Yeah, maybe you could just wire me up to the toaster and press top brown only. Yeah, Spencer's um, uh, just snappy. Ren is concerned that he's seen this kind of unraveling before, and Spencer's like, "Well, what's the crisis here? That I took off my bra. I took my bra off at four in the afternoon." So Spencer thinks that it's yeah. Emily who calls. Please tell him. Emily I don't need supervision. And he's like, "I never spoke to Emily." Uh, also, Emily didn't say anything about a bra. <laughs> And now I'm afraid I'm quiting, sport, sporting quite the wood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Spencer assumes it was Hannah, then Arya. Yeah, who told you, Hannah, Arya? And he's like, I never spoke with any of them. And it, like, it dawns on Spencer, and she's like, Mona sent you here. <laughs> I feel like, like for fun, if they had like a longer cut, like a producer's cut of this episode, Spencer would assume it's Hannah, and then she would assume it's like 12 other people, and then and she'd then be like... Arya? Yeah, then Arya. <laughs> she would have Mona before Arya, yeah. yeah. Um, so Ren like, says Mona, that, no, Arya. <laughs> Ren says that Mona recognized self-destructive, aggressive behavior. <laughs> so Spencer is dumbfounded for a moment as she tries to understand this new move and her dance of death with Mona. But, oh, and uh, then like like the, the the neurons start firing, and she's like, "Yeah, you're right. That was so thoughtful of her." Well, because he's Ren is like working hard. To hype why this is a good thing that Mona brought this up and brought mm-hmm. it to him. And um, so she she just uh, plays right into it and she's like, you know what I really want? Let's get out of this house. How about dinner and a movie? No, not a date. 
a mental health outing. But I'm not going to go with my doctor. And she like takes off his ID badge. Well, he's just like, oh, I don't know that a date is what the doctor ordered, but since mm-hmm. you since you said, well, I know a sleazy motel on the other side of town. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, and Spencer is like immediately transitioned to being like kind of bubbly and flirty. Yeah. Uh, very dangerous. Like, Ren, you should be afraid. Yeah. She she literally like just bounces off on her toes towards the stairs to go get changed. Well, because she's like, oh, let's go to this film festival that happens to be in the same town as the active decathlon meet. Yeah. Only you don't know that. <laughs> I'll so, go yeah. change. Like, Ren is left downstairs with the camera on him as he smiles. And, like, I wanted him to do that thing where, like, he, like, breathes onto his hand and, like, checks his breath, you know? Yeah. Um, But real quick, I just want to say, Amanda, if you're listening, are Lewisburg and Bucknell real places in Pennsylvania? I'm really curious. Uh, And how far away is it? Because it seems like they drive a while. And I have some shit to talk about Lewisburg when we get to it. But, uh... So Hannah's house. Hannah is getting ready. She's calling Jamie's voicemail. Well, can we just say that that flash shot of Ren, he looks just fucking pleased with himself. He's just like, oh, jolly good. This has gone way better than expected. Ren is painfully dumb in this episode. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, Ren, you should know better. Like, he's really like, cutting himself short just to make Troy and Belisarius performance look even better. Not that she needs the help. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Hannah's like, she's getting ready. She's calling Jamie's voicemail. At first, she's, she's. It sounds like she's about to cancel in the voicemail, but then she changes her mind. She's like, yeah, I'll see you soon. So then Caleb shows up to the back door. He's got like, a nice shirt on. He's quiet. He's, he's got like kind of combed hair, you know. But he wants to go with her if, if she's cool with that. He doesn't know if he can handle this, but he knows that it'll be easier if Hannah's with him. And Hannah just looks so pleased with herself, just mm-hmm. like, yes, girlfriend of the she's year, like, yes, two years in a row. I am, yeah. <laughs> Take that, Arya. So, meanwhile, at the Rubendo Brew, then, uh, Hannah and Caleb are hanging out with their tea. Jamie is apparently late or not coming. Mm-hmm. Hannah's making excuses, like, maybe he thought I met another night. Yeah, maybe he thought next Friday. And Caleb's basically like, yeah, this is poor, par for the course for him. Like, even as my uncle, like, this asshole, like, once left me with a babysitter so long they called the police. Well, uh, I love that Hannah's, like, trying to, like, at first she's, like, trying to, like, like, it's not so bad. I used to have babysitters. My mm-hmm. mom was out all the time. Which, like, <laughs> I want to hear more about that. Yeah, really? Uh, and Caleb's like, yeah, that was a treat, answering questions in my pajamas about Uncle Jamie in a squad car. And so he's like, I want to leave. You know, like, he's ready to go. And Hannah's like, give me five more minutes. You know, well, she, she wants to show him that Jamie is not the same person that he was. And Caleb's like, really? Tell that to the empty chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, meanwhile, over in the madness that is CeCe's shop. Just fucking insane shop with the like three-eyed baby holding a watermelon like what do they sell like they sell clothes but also like stupid accessories and shit like i feel like they sell like experiences you know cc's awesome because she's currently drinking wine out of a paper cup like she's just like pouring the wine from a bottle in her paper cup well so meanwhile aria montgomery photography diva mm-hmm. is dictating how the photos would look better which it needs more like jade buddhas and like teapots or tea kettles well she's like you need something old and round and tarnished like a teapot like to just to like kind of like fill out the ambiance of the photo shoot that she's doing so Uh, wes Wes is gonna go get it and it's like girl talk time as soon as he goes yeah as wes runs off to find more trashy kitsch to put in the photos Mm -hmm. and cc's she offers aria some wine and aria's like no thanks uh, and she's like, is big brother as yummy as little brother? And Arya makes a face and Cece's just like, lucky girl, you got two for one. 
Yeah, Cece is, by the way, pounding down those paper cups of wine. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and Arya's like, no, I just had the one. He's out of town for family stuff. And so Cece asks Arya if her and her man are good, and Arya says yes, in that way that says, I am lying. Um, oh, and, and, and then Cece gets kind of bitchy. She's like, you know, are you sure? Because uh, you shouldn't be free on a Friday night. What do they say? Can't be with the one you love? Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, just then Wes comes back in to make sure she makes sure that he heard that. Mm-hmm. The Arya looks Cece very sh- embarrassed by this. It's just yeah. kind of like turning back and forth between Wesley and Cece. Like, both of you shut the fuck up, you know? The thing about Cece's shop is that it's hideous. I mean, I really think that, like, if Tim Burton came in as, like, the new aggressively sober, like, owner, Arya might actually shop there. Uh, well, th- seemingly Arya would be the only one who would shop here. I don't feel like it's dark and twi- like there's not enough like like skulls. Not enough skulls, like, yeah. It's Memento Mori on the walls. It's a little too bright. That's true. But I guess I'm wondering too, like deep cut here. Do you think this is that shop where like Ashley, Spencer, Hannah were all shopping in the first episode of season three? No, it's a different shop. Okay, I mean but it yeah, might be the same set, but I, I think it's supposed to be a different shop. The clothes look more normal in that episode. Mm-hmm. So Cece goes off to like rustle up some dinner. Well, all these places are like weird, like hometown versions of like anthropology i guess is what the vibe is here mm-hmm. yeah that's a store that i don't go into but i know exists because i buy gift cards for it from it occasionally for my sisters interesting mm-hmm. we should talk about that at the end of the episode so at the brew hannah and caleb are splitting a piece of cake now um caleb is too depressed to finish the cake so hannah goes to the counter to get it wrapped to go and that's when uncle daddy jamie walks in yeah, and uh, he sees Hannah, and she's just he's like, oh, sorry, the trip was longer than I thought. And Hannah gets him some coffee and kind of like nods over in Caleb's direction. Yeah. And Caleb and Jamie kind of lock eyes, even though they've already seen each other like a week ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jamie comes over, and Caleb's like, we were just about to leave. And Jamie's like, oh, I wouldn't blame you if you had, you know, but uh, can you stick around here for a few more minutes? And Caleb just kind of like, like does like that kind of teenage like shrug, you know? Yeah. So Hannah comes. We'll try to power through this real quick. Hannah yeah. comes back to the table and, and she sits on that. That she has like Jamie's decaf coffee. She sets their cake down because she didn't get it boxed up. And Jamie looks at it and makes this joke about Do you get a discount on used cake. And she says, you know, if she she's not going to get it wrapped again because she gets up again, it's going to be the pee, and she'd rather do that in her pants than leave these two alone. And this is what like brings <laughs> Jamie and Caleb together, like crack smiles. And they Hannah basically makes peace between like distant father and son by being an adorable ditzy blonde. Yeah, Jamie's just like classy girl, and Caleb's like I'm so proud. And then they fist bump, or they should at least. Yeah, yeah, they like touch penises under the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so outside the dealer rents place, Jamie- I feel like Jamie's just be like, obviously you don't need me in your life. You uh, you've got it all taken care of. So I'm just going to smell your fingers and then mm-hmm. I'm going to go. Yeah. Um, outside the dealer rent's place, Jason and Emily pull up in their car. Uh, Jason just needs to run inside to get the keys. But then he stops because the porch is lined. Like the steps in the porch are every, lined with whiskey bottles. Every horizontal like surface on this porch has whiskey bottles on it. There's probably at least like 100 to 200. Like, I that's, wrote, a, that's a lot of whiskey. I wrote down maybe 300. This is the yeah. whiskey that was being bought in the A tag of the last episode. Uh-huh. And Jason, Jason actually has a really great line here where he says, looks like someone is offering me a drink. And I think Emily is the one who's like, maybe this is how Wilden returns phone calls. 
and we get some like POV shots from like the the wooded you know yeah like boundaries where like somebody's watching them yeah, as yeah. this goes down. Uh, and then Emily gets the Atex. Atex it says well, better hold tell. On, hold on, hold on. Jason, pick, start, he's mm. his course of action is to literally pour out the whiskey. Oh, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Hey, so Emily gets the Atex. It says better tell him to save a couple. He might need it. A. Eh? Uh, as he's just like, I guess pouring out the whiskey and then throwing the bottle away, bottles away, which is like, surely there's uh, that's got to like be like a thousand dollars in whiskey. Easily. Even if it's cheap whiskey. You can yeah. sell that for something. I mean, there's got to be something you can do with that whiskey other than just, like, destroying it. Don't get me wrong. This is a great A move. Mm-hmm. It's a creepy, like, well-timed text. But, <laughs> what the? first of all, what the fuck, Jason? You're going to pour out one at a time? That's just shitty time management. I'm sure Spencer could take some of that whiskey off his hands. Or Peter Hastings. I feel like Spencer's like, this is not serious scotch, and she smashes the bottle. But, like... Would, is this how you would get rid of 300 bottles of whiskey? Would you pour it out one at a time? I would just text Peter and just be like, hey, I got 300 bottles of whiskey. I don't know what to do with. You can take it off my hands for a thousand bucks right now. <laughs> Peter's like, meet me at the usual place. Wait, who yeah. is this? <laughs> um, also, Emily has gold nail polish on, which is kind of creepy to me. I don't know why. Um, but she actually looks around because she divines that A must be watching. Mm-hmm. Um, so meanwhile, on another wooded road, Ren and Spencer are quite possibly the same wooded road that they shot on. Yeah. Yeah. Ren and Spencer are driving. Ren is driving Spencer. Ren is worried that they've gone too far. And he means the geographical distance they've driven, Mm -hmm. not, you know, their interpersonal relationship. Spencer's just like, no, I saw a sign. And she's like, trust me, it'll be worth it. It's like, oh, Ren, like, how how could you not know the disaster you're heading towards well, right now? She's she's not done threading the needle, the needle, um, because a song comes on and Spencer's just like, ooh, I love this song, you know, and she's just kind of, kind of like kind of bouncy and poppy. Turns and it like, up, yeah. Yeah, Ren is just like, like, corners of his mouth are curling up and like this it's giddiness. Like, oh, yeah, tonight's going to be a good night for Ren. His pants are tenting up, yeah. So then we cut from that to a close up on a big jade buddha which is like a table full of buddhas so there's a big jade buddha in the middle there's a like a white stone buddha off to the right and like a tea pitcher to the left and draped kind of haphazardly on these like various uh you know stone works or like bracelets and necklaces and a flower and some shit yuck um yeah wes is pouring a cup of wine which you are no ashy marin sir but Arya takes a cup of wine immediately yeah, yeah. Like, he just pours it, and Arya just, like, reaches over and takes it. She's Arya. Mm-hmm. Um, Cece's been gone for a while now. Arya needs more overhead light. She commands, you know, Fiat Lux here. Um, Wes tries to go over and, like, pick up this well, he's, lamp. Oh, he's like, oh, I'll move this lamp, like, all of, like, two feet, you know? And yeah. there's some banter about how heavy it is, and he's just like, I carried my prom date over my shoulder. So, obviously, I'm swole. Yeah, when I date raped her. Yeah. <laughs> And this, like, impresses Arya for some reason. It's like, wow, you picked that thing up and carried it, like, 25 inches. Well, looking like you're clearly wrenching your back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but this this goon, like, knocks over the bottle of wine onto a white rug. As he does it. And doesn't even notice that he did it until Arya looks down and she's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, so she freaks out. They rush over and try to defeat this impending stain. I like how she orders him, like, go get paper towels and spot remover, you know, and then... She grabs, like, a vase and, like, takes the flowers out and dumps the water all over the stain, just, like, making it worse. Yeah. 
And it's like good, good thinking, Arya. Look at these buffoons. I want to see more. If season three could cram in even more scenes of Arya pouring things on things, mm-hmm. there needs to be more of her picking up vases and like throwing the plants like over her shoulder and then like doing some of the water. But I feel like you could kind of make the argument that this stain situation is just as stressful to Arya as that time that she was, you know, dry humped by a corpse in a crate mm-hmm. just a few weeks earlier. What's this a spot? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so she's trying to blot out the stain with paper towels. Obviously, that's not going to work. Uh, cut to an office high-rise, which I guess this is supposed to be in Philly? Well... Or somewhere? I I wrote in my notes, this is a real office building, a tall one, presumably somewhere else, other than Rosewood. Yeah, this, then, is, this is like uh, probably like 12 stories high at least. So. And then, and then five seconds later, Jason confirms for us that this is not Rosewood. So inside the elevator, Emily and Jason, you know, they get off on Jason's dad's floor. There's just, it's dark, they turn on lights, there's just boxes everywhere. Apparently, Ken De Laurentiis has been in this office for a while, and it was about getting out of Rosewood more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And Emily is just like, yeah, that whiskey prank, you know, must have been really hard for you. Who would do something like that? Like, she doesn't know, you know? Well, it's it's not a bad idea to try to kind of feel out, because there's a place where she wants to take that conversation, but it's not a bad idea because when A does shit to other people, I would kind of hit them up for any ideas of what they might have. But I guess, but like, it's A, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, who would do something like that? And Jason's like, honestly? Allison. <laughs> and Emily just kind of like gulp, you know, and he's like, but I don't think she's visiting us from beyond the grave, so I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's like 50 boxes like sitting in this area, like, and there's like photos yeah. of them. Like, is Kendi Laurentis like, like living in this office? I don't know. But uh, Emily, what does she say? She's like, uh, you know, Jason has no idea, and Emily says, I do. Jason, I know you think Mona's of Mona's a friend, but she spent two years pulling stunts like this on us. And he says, Mona's not a friend, Emily. She's a link. I'm yeah. pretty sure she knows who dug up my sister's remains. And Emily's like, and you think she'll tell you? And he's like, she hasn't yet, but I'm getting warmer. Oh, Jason, there's no fucking way in hell you will ever like get one over on Mona to tell you anything. So I feel like you could make the argument that Spencer, her goal in life is to be Melissa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but maybe she, maybe at times she thinks that she is Melissa, but she's, you know, not. Whereas Jason, I think, thinks that he's Spencer and he's not. No. Not even a little bit. Yeah, he's, they start digging through the boxes, blah, blah, blah. In the Marin kitchen, Hannah comes home as she's putting away glasses, because of course she's putting away glasses. Mm -hmm. This is the most important thing in that kitchen. Yeah, where's Um, Caleb? Caleb's with his dad. Uh, they probably didn't even notice when Hannah snuck out and Hannah just looks so satisfied with herself. Yeah. She's just like polishing up that girlfriend of the year trophy. Yeah. Um, so Hannah starts asking about Pastor Ted and if he's hired someone to work on the church roof yet. No, it's uh, the, uh, the bell tower. Oh, the bell tower. Sorry. Yeah. Um, cause Ash- Hannah- Ashley's like, uh, I don't know. And she, Hannah's just like, Jamie can do it. Like if he can build a stable from scratch, he can fix a bell tower. Uh, just give him a reason to stay in Rosewood a while. And Ashley's like, slow down, Hannah. The Hannah's just like, well, you have to at least ask, you know, Caleb really wants this. And Ashley's like, Caleb or you? And Hannah's like, well, this is about Caleb. Yeah. Yeah. So really, it's about me. Mm-hmm. Um, so back at Jason's dad's office, there's a lot of framed pictures in these boxes, apparently, but eventually Emily finds it. And this is a really dumb collage. Dumb wouldn't be the first word I think of. It's just, 
I don't know. It's a little immature for how old Allie would have been. So there's like a couple pictures of Allison. There's like a picture of a bonfire. There's some there's some like some landscape ocean pictures. Some, some like, like cutouts from like a saltwater taffy shop. Uh, bumper stickers. Cape yeah. May Creamery. And a note that says, "Thanks for the best summer ever, Daddy." X O A. So Allison is both A and Gossip Girl. Well, I mean the it fits because. You always got the feeling that maybe originally that's how Allie sound, uh, signed her text. Yeah, yeah. You know? So Emily asks why Allison made this for her dad. And Jason's like, typical Allison move. She strolls in one day at dawn. Father goes ballistic. This was her apology. Mm-hmm. Nice. There's a photo of Allie on a boat that there's kind of like two other pictures covering up. And so you mm-hmm. just see Allie. So they peel back one photo on the the left side, and hey, there's Wilden like raising like a beer right next to Allie. Yeah. Uh, and then so they peel back the other side, and oh, there's Cece, like with a like a drink in her hand as well, and they're all like smiling at the camera. So, hmm. From a production standpoint, this is such a Photoshop picture. Is it? I guess it, so. It looks really fake. And um, you could you could do more fake than this. I've seen so a lot of shops in my time. <laughs> oh, you can get us a shop. You can get us a shop by three mm-hmm. o'clock this afternoon with nail polish on it. So Benji makes uh Macbeth references. I make Big Lebowski references. Mm-hmm. And Jason's just like Cece told you she didn't know him. And Emily's like, why did she lie? Is she protected him? And Jason says she might be protecting herself. Maybe they had their own thing going on. Maybe she planned on meeting him up, meeting up with him that night. And Emily's like, what night? And he's like weird close up, close up on Jason. He's like. The last night my sister was alive. <laughs> I wish she talked like that. Mm-hmm. Well, so we get a flashback. Um, let me tell you what the <laughs> worst flashbacks are. They're Jason flashbacks. So the <laughs> well, night- unreliable narrator for one. So the night Allison disappeared, stoned Jason, stoned drunk Jason, yeah. meanders out of his back porch. I mean, like I say meander because he's just walking through the door, but it's like he falls through the door. Well, he, like he picks up a cup off the like banister like thing there. And he's like, he's gonna drink it, but there's nothing in it, and so he just like kinda like falls out of his hand. And he like stumbles over to the hose. He's gonna get a drink from the hose. The only thing missing from here is for him to like drink from like a like a pot of flowers, like with flowers in it, you know? Yeah. But uh he looks over and over by where the gazebo is gonna be built, it looks like he sees Melissa talking to Allison. We see the back of her, the blonde hair, the yellow top. I really top. tried to make out the conversation here. I, I it couldn't do it. It's very seems very calm in demeanor. It's uh it's not as confrontational as you'd expect between Allie and Melissa. Yeah. It's but, more it's more conspiratorial, I would so say. So he's calls out to Allison, keeps calling out to her, and she finally turns around. It's not Allison. It's Cece. She's wearing the, the same yellow top though. Well, it's not the same top. It's a different top, but it's the same top. No, that's the same top. It doesn't have the little like flaps. No, it does. I'm does looking it at it right top? now. Yeah, that's it's the exact same top. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so they, Cece and Melissa both look over and they're kind of like shocked and startled. And then like the lightning flashes and Jason like blinks his eyes because he's so high. And then when he looks back, there's no one there. He literally says, whoa, like, Keanu yeah. Reeves. Um, yeah. So he stumbles into a lawn chair and passes it out, it seems. And flashback. How was this guy not the main suspect the whole time? So we, we cut back to you know, Jason's dad office. He finished his story and Emily is just like, Damn, Jason, you are one sloppy motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily actually asks why Jason never told the cops about what he saw when being questioned when Allison disappeared. And he says that he never trusted that's what he actually saw. And besides, 
if he did say that, it would open the door to him having been awake that night, even for a minute. Yeah, and there goes his alibi, then he would have been a suspect. It's like, you already should have been a suspect. Well, I, again, I love that his, his alibi is like, well, I was stoned. So. And the cops are just like, okay. Th- that works for us. Mm-hmm. Um, You're stoned, he don't remember anything? Yeah, that checks out. So meanwhile, at the Lewisburg Roadside Inn... Ren and Spencer have come to the home kitchen there. Um, by the way, did you notice those really intent bros playing that like intense game of chess there? I think those are the FBI agents who follow Spencer around. I mean, like these guys are like serious about this fucking game of chess mm-hmm. at the home kitchen at the Lewisburg Riverside Inn. But Spencer checks her watch, and she... or or possible alter- alternate theory, those are the CIA agents who are keeping tabs on Mona, trying to recruit her. Yeah, yeah, they should be recruiting her and Spencer. Mm-hmm. Um, so Spencer checks her watch, and Ren ponders and Melissa gave her a curfew, and Spencer's just kind of like, "Huh, she wishes." Uh, she yeah, makes she up wishes a story. she could give me a curfew. <laughs> she makes up a story about how she has to email her parents since it's too late to call them. And as soon as, and she's like, "Hey, Ren, why don't you go get us a table?" And so as soon as he's gone, it's really excellent the way the kind of smile and bubbliness of spencer's personality just fades away within like a second or two yeah and she just kind of like glares over at what we presume is the entrance to the conference room and like heads that way like so she's she, all business now so she goes into the to the through the door into the room which is yeah. what well, i thought initially was where the academic decathlon was going to be yes yeah. presumably not well let me let's just i don't want to leave this moment too too uh unobserved here unexamined it's it's not like she immediately drops a facade it's like it fades away yeah it's really interesting to watch like it's not like she immediately just like glares suddenly and walks off it's like she's smiling and happy and then it just kind of like it just like drifts away and suddenly she's she's back to being angry spencer again it's like she's taken off like a series of masks yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah, this so, is like a conference room. There's there's like a table with like cloth around it, like bunting or something. Like maybe they're gonna have the quiz here, like um the next so night. I started I started writing down some very angry notes because initially I thought this is where it was going to be because I think it is. Literally it's at a roadside inn. Rosewood High is a fairly rich school. So what backwater white trash school are they academic to capitalists competing with literally on the side of the road? This is my theory, and I could be totally wrong, but maybe it's like half the distance between the two schools, and they're just going to meet at this place to do the decathlon. I don't know. Even still, this is... Neutral like, ground, you know? There's this, like, folksy, old-timey bullshit decoration of the room. I mean, like... The impromptu Thunderdome match between Spencer and Mona a few episodes ago had more production design to it. That's true, yeah. But anyway, anyway what uh, is this? <laughs> she walks into this thing, and Andrew and Mona are sitting at a table, and they kind of look up, concerned. Andrew gets up to talk to Spencer, and Mona has this look on her face like, well, this was inevitable, you know. And also, this should be interesting. Yeah, Andrew mm. looks like he's going to poop. What are you doing here? And Spencer's like, oh, Andrew, I didn't recognize you in clothes. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant line. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, you can't be here. And she's like, relax, Moose. I'm not here for you. So then an adult comes over. This must be Miss Horowitz. Horowitz. Uh, the teacher reminds Spencer that the match is not until tomorrow. And Spencer's just like, I wanted to get here early and make sure I got a VIP seat. <laughs> and the teacher's like, that makes sense. And Spencer's yeah. like, I promise, you know, I, I'm not going to disrupt practice. I just want to wish the team captain good luck. I feel like Miss Horowitz would be like, I really should ask you to leave, but I'm terrified of you. So I'll allow it. (laughs) 
So then we get Mona's just like, hello, Spencer. <laughs> uh, this the whole bit is just delicious here. Spencer has turned into full tilt madness. Yeah, and where does the dialogue So, here? So you have all the dialogue? So, uh, I have most of it here. Okay. And Mona is just like, did I hear you came all this way for a good seat? And Spencer pulls out Ren's ID badge, and she's just like, two seats, actually. I'm here with Ren. We booked a room. I really want to thank you for sending the good doctor to my rescue. And Mona kind of kind of collects herself, and she's just like, I only called because you. And Spencer's like, oh, no, Mona. We, we, we know why you called him. And then she kind of ducks down close and gets in Mona's face and, and whispers. And she's like, he gives really good intervention. It's She says it in this kind of deranged, like, just between us girls sort like, of way. Dirty way. And even Mona looks a little, like, scandalized by this. And, like, yeah. the shitstorm that she's created out of Spencer. And she kind of, she, she smiles, but it's like a fake defensive smile. She, like, you know, doesn't make eye contact. Like, yeah. I think it, it, Mona's actually rattled by this a little. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Spencer's like, actually, part of my treatment plan requires me to read a case study all about a deeply disturbed teenager. Uh, Ren seems to refer to her as M, but we both know that this sociopath goes by other initials as well. Mona's like, sounds riveting. But if you'll excuse me. And she tries to get up, and Spencer's like, but I do wonder, though, how anonymous this patient can stay once I upload the entire case study on the internet with your photo attached. And Mona just looks, like, annoyed now. Like, now she's back to steely Mona. And she's yeah. like, and he was looking cray-cray now, Spencer. You're co- you've completely lost it. Is that why Toby left you? And so Spencer says that according to Mona's records, Toby was never with her. And she says um, she's not going to let Mona take away any more of her yeah, friends. Yeah, my friends still are, and you're not taking any more of them away. And Mona says, and yet I don't see any of them here with you now. Do you still have friends, Spencer? Which it's interesting. And, and this has been pointed out in various recaps. This is what makes Spencer snap. Not Toby, but her friends. Well, I was going to say before you get into this, for a moment there, it's like Spencer kind of leans back and considers this. And then she proceeds with her next action. <laughs> her next action, which is like, hate and rage like uh like swarming over her face you know her eyes there's murder murderous intent in those eyes and she screams out die and she like fucking drop kicks mona over the table like she somehow like throws herself over the table and like a drop kick throws mona to the ground and starts choking her oh yeah and uh mona's like screaming and trying to slap at spencer's arms and Andrew sees what's going on, like, Ren, like, pops in the door, and he's like, oh, shit, you know, and they run over and pull Spencer off, and Ren, like, he has to, like, carry Spencer out of the room, and she's, like, still, like, this, like, ball of, like, feral energy. Yeah. Like, it's amazing he gets her out the door, considering he's so small, because she's, like, a tornado in his arms. Yeah, yeah, she is. And she's just, like, screaming nonsense and, like, animal noises. Well, like... In a different world, it reminded me of, you know, when, when poor Darth Vader had to pick up the Emperor who's shooting lightning out of his hands. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so the teacher comes over and comforts Mona, and Mona's just like, it's okay, I'm okay. She just snapped, I'm okay. <laughs> she fucking, like, drop kicked her. So back at CeCe's shop, which I really wish we had a name for it, which I, I don't think that you could come up with anything ludicrous enough for what the show the shop would be called. Yeah, really. The stain is still there on the rug, and Wes and Arya are dragging a coat rack over it. 
Yeah, they just move a coat rack over it. It's not a great solution. And Ren's like, or I'm sorry, Wes is just like, uh, I'll just sleep in the, you know, I'll sleep over the stain instead of in the car. Which, like, who said you could sleep here, Wes? Oddly uh, enough, my notes both have, also has that typo that Ren yeah. casually drops. He has no place to stay. And Arya is just like, what happened to the guy in Philly you're going to crash with? And she realizes there is no guy in Philly. And Ren doesn't have a place to stay. And so she basically orders him, like, you will stay at my place. You can sleep on the couch. Um, so then Arya gets a call from Cece. Cece says that she was at the bar waiting for the food, had a glass of wine or two, and then her car got towed. Well, I, I love the way she says it. You know, I went to the bar to pay for the food. I had one glass of wine, maybe two. And I come out and they towed my freaking car. And we can see that Cece is lying out of her ass because she's sitting in that red convertible making this phone call. Yeah, yeah. So she's clearly up to no good. Yeah. And does Arya need to come get her? No, she found a credit card that won't bounce. Uh, but how are Arya and Wes? And Arya's like, we're fine, starving. I'll email you the JPEGs, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, She says that they're all done there. Like, presumably, since they knocked over the, the bottle of wine... Like, this is all they've been devoted to is dealing with this stain. I'm like, what kind of, I, I feel like there's like four photos were taken this night. Seriously. <laughs> but yeah, CC's like, well, I owe you sort of the night's bus. And then off the car is like, well, we're done. You can go eat at my place. And Wes tries to protest again, like, oh, I'm fine sleeping in my car. But Ari's just like, nope, come with me. Yeah. Um, CC, like, She's obviously untrustworthy in some way. We we know that she's good at manipulating people to like as a saleswoman. Mm-hmm. Um, well, is she nefarious here, or is she just like for whatever reason trying to like hook Arya up with Wes? Is she trying know? to hook Arya up with Wes? Is she just cheap, and this is how she gets out of buying her dinner? Is she, is she a and was she busy putting a bunch of liquor bottles well, out also, in front of uh, Jason's place? Is she setting up like a cheap? Uh, uh, persona of herself that Arya will buy into, like yeah, like Arya saw her pounding like plastic cups of wine, so therefore she hears the story about the bar and oh, Cece's a drunk. Yeah, Cece's a sloppy drunk. Don't take her seriously, something like that. Um, yeah, which somehow Jason's too good for her. Go for yeah. So at the church, Hannah is lighting candles and making so wishes. The church is this is- like a Catholic church? Do they do candles at non-Catholic churches? I don't like. I'm. I, I feel like this isn't a Catholic church. It doesn't look right. For, for all I, I know, like you're not supposed to light the candles, but like Hannah, but Hannah know just that. says, yeah, yeah, she's lighting candles and making wishes. Like I think that's how it works. Um, they're alone in the church. Caleb's like sitting on a pew. Uh, apparently Uncle Daddy Jamie's been talking to Pastor Ted for a while. Good sign. Means uh, Pastor Ted likes his ideas. Or, or he's freaked out that Jamie got paid for his last job in weed. Um, just a ma- I, I think they're up there because Pastor Ted is telling Jamie some more of his boring fucking stories. Yeah, he's like, let me tell you about the time I uh, set a raccoon's leg. So surfing at Phuket. Yeah, Hannah Ponder. <laughs> I just want the- Pastor Ted to be like, if you're ever in Phuket, and Jamie's like, when the fuck am I ever going to be in Phuket? Look at me. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Hannah ponders if this has been too much in one day, which is something that no one on PLL has ever said before. <laughs> and Caleb's like, uh, no, it's smart. You know? Uh, and Hannah's like, he probably thinks I'm the pushiest person ever. And Caleb's like, actually, he thinks you're remarkable. He thinks I'm the luckiest person ever. That's and Hannah's like, you're welcome. Yeah. So they start kissing. That's when Ashley walks in and sees them, and she's just like, amen. 
I see the spirit has moved you. Um, as she suggests, they take this to a more secular setting. Um, and Ted and Jamie are finalizing some numbers. Yeah, he got the job. They're going to go celebrate with some pizza and beer. And it's like, well, we'll have the beer. And then it's like, really, it's like, no, Ted will have the beer because you're going to drink wine. Yeah, Mama Bear's going to throw back some wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they leave. But before they leave, Hannah pulls out a $5 bill. She sees on it that it has, like, someone drew, like, lucky dice on it. Mm-hmm. And she puts that in the collection box because that's how you thank the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, Hannah has some, like, super sparkly, like, silver gray glitter nails. I just thought that was interesting. The two, the two fake ones have the fancy nails. Yeah. So back at Jason's dad's office, Jason <laughs> and Emily are getting in the elevator and it starts like making like these weird noises and bouncing and like lights are flickering and it's like stopped. And so Emily goes ahead and hits the emergency button. But Jason's like, uh, I'm not sure if anyone will answer it on a Friday night. Uh, he tries his phone. He's got no reception. She's trying hers. No dice. Uh, so, meanwhile, in Ren's car, Spencer's just, like, staring out the window as Ren drives, and Melissa calls. Calls on Spencer's phone, which is kind of just, like, sitting on the uh, center console, mm-hmm. and she's ignoring it, and so Ren, like, go ahead and, like, hits answer, and he's just like, Melissa, you're on speaker. And, and Melissa immediately is just like, why are you answering my sister's phone? Where is she? You know? Yeah. He makes up a story about how they ate a little bit off the grid, and now Spencer has a bit of a chippy tummy. And Melissa's like a chippy what? And Ren's like food poisoning. And Spencer's kind of just like watching Ren with interest right now. Like, hmm, inter- you know, nice to see that you're lying for me. And Melissa's like, what did she eat? And Ren's like, something we probably ran over on the way up there. We'll be home soon. You know? Yeah. So it's funny. It's like this is the, the most caring that Melissa has ever been about Spencer. Yeah. And so he hangs up and Spencer has like kind of a half smile of gratitude for Ren here. And Although I guess I guess it really doesn't matter so much that she's concerned about Spencer right now. It's just she's with Ren. Yeah. Um. So back in Arya's room, Arya's like getting some bedding out while Wes is like walking around her room appraising it. Oh, Wes is so lame. So they let me get this clear though. The Montgomerys keep all the like their guest linens in a chest in Arya's room. Naturally, yeah. Yeah. Um. Wes. Wes- feels- He's like, I'm going to have a hard time taking money from Cece. How much do you think the rug like, rug like that costs? And Ari's like, more than she's paying us, but don't worry, I'll take care of it. I'm guessing she made, she's made more than a few stains herself. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, that came out all wrong. But Wes grins like a goon, though. Mm-hmm. He wants to borrow a book since he can only sleep if he reads, and Ari is the same. And he picks up some old book, and he's like, oh, is your class studying Provincetown Group from the 20s? And of course, Arya's like, yep, did a paper on Malay. Yeah. And Wes mentioned some other poet that was like O'Neal. a major inspiration for her. And then he, he starts like fucking quoting poetry about love. And Arya is just like sploosh. Yeah, she gushes. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I had a poetry teacher who used to make me recite, you know, poetry before I could sit down. And I'm not even going to uh, read the next line because he, he does some really terrible poetry. I just want to say that two things. One is that I noticed in the scene that the actor who plays Wes looks a lot like a uh, young Christopher Reeve if he had mm-hmm. no no charisma. Um, but also, you can tell that Arya clearly likes that Wes is such a pussy, just like Ezra. Yeah, yeah, that that's good. gets it going for her. So she and- says to him that she had fun tonight and she's glad he stuck around. 
Yeah, hands him his blanket and pillow, and then he just leans over and kisses her. He goes for it! For like a half second, she's into it, and then she's like, no, you know, pulls away, like, we can't do this. And Wes is like, no, no, we can't. Get he out. actually looks more bothered by it than her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he goes out, and Arya closes the door, and is just like looking like, oh my god, what well, just happened? How many times in Arya's life has she had to quickly shut a door and then like lean against it and ponder <laughs> shit? Yeah. Uh, so in the elevator we have the action movie scene here where... yeah jason and emily have like forced the door open and they're kind of like between levels they they can't go up but they can go down to the floor below there's like jason a... has to keep the door spread apart and it's a pretty small I and mean, maybe like two feet by two feet opening for emily to like squeeze through the half open door and you know down to the lower level so he's actually like pep talking her that she can make this jump and so she asks him, has he's ever done this before? And he's like, hell no. <laughs> it's a funny line, yeah. Have you ever done this before? Hell no. So she starts to, like, move and make the jump. The well, thing kind of shifts a little bit. She's peeking out, and she can see, like, there's a long drop there, like, between the elevator and, like, the floor. Well, know? just think about, like, a couple seasons ago in Mad Men, when mm-hmm. Don Draper looks down the elevator shaft, and people lost their mind at the foreshadowing of who's going to die this season. Yeah, really. Um. So she freaks out. She realizes that once she jumps out, no one will hold the doors open for Jason. Yeah. Um, but, but then the lights go out and the elevator starts shaking and she's, she's freaking out. And so he finally like talks her into like, you know, like you got to do this. And so she, she slides out feet first and then she drops down hanging by, you know, her arms and drops onto the floor hmm. uh, below. And then she's like, I'll hold the doors for you. But then instead he like lets the doors go and the elevator just like plummets. Yeah. And like he's screaming in the elevator and she's screaming, like watching it drop and it plummets down the shaft and boom. Yeah, she and there's a great shot of her looking down the shaft, screaming out his name. Mm-hmm. I like how it cut to him screaming in the elevator. Yeah. yeah. She's like, ah! <laughs> just just to make sure that Jason gets a uh, undignified ending. Well, he's mm-hmm. not dead, but he could yeah. have been like this would have been a great way to write Jason out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> that was excellent. Yeah. The old elevator shaft. Uh, this is some sort of soap opera bullshit. <laughs> so, so Marin House. Ashley the, only rolls with C notes, so the pizza guy can't make change for that. The pizza delivery bro, who's an Asian guy with serious bangs. There's some serious bangs, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Jamie's like, oh, I'll get it. It's the least I could do. And so he pulls out some cash, and Hannah's kind of watching all this. And one of the you know, bills he pulls out is a $5 bill with some dice drawn on it, like the same bill that Hannah put in the church collection. And Hannah sees this and it's just like, uh. Well, it's a great thing at the show because then she gets a text and you're like, oh, it's going to be an A text. But no, it's Emily with an SOS. Well, then she gets a text as like Miss Mister starts playing. Yeah, the Bone Song by Miss mm-hmm. Mister, which is more famously, as you pointed out, known by a lot of people on the internet because it was used in, the, I think, the season three trailer for Game of Thrones. I'd say it definitely works here as well. Like well, there's, it's... there's this kind of like cool, like, like, faux Florence and the Machine vibe in the next few scenes as it like montages. This is a it's fitting considering that both the Get Game some of Thrones strings coming in, yeah. Well both Game of Thrones and this show are about dragons. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think this is a great song for PLO. I don't know if I would say this is the best song for for this moment, but it does tie together this little montage. Mm-hmm. So we cut to like all the girls. Like in her room, Arya is like reading on her bed when she gets the text and she literally jumps up and like stares out like she's 
Like she's just sensed that the bat signal is in the night sky outside her window. Mm-hmm. Like Arya's never looked that more involved about somebody else's life. Yeah. Spencer's pouring herself a glass of water at home and she well, gets a text. As she gets the text, you happen to get the line from the song that is dark twisted fantasy is turned into reality. Yes. Uh, it's a cut to a hospital. We see, you know, they're in like a trauma section. Yeah. Jason is in a room. He's got his shirt off and he's all like bare chested and like shaven. Yeah. Just, just LOL. Yeah. He's got a neck brace on. His arm is like in a splint. Yeah. He's got some various like, uh, he has like a lot of like, like shit like taped to his bare chest, like monitors and like yeah. EGs or EKGs or whatever. Like I don't like, I've been in the emergency room. They put a little thing on your thumb or on your, uh, your index finger and that's it. Right. But whatever. I want Jason to be like, the thing that hurt the most is when they put the catheter in. I don't mm-hmm. know why they put the catheter in. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, so Emily's in there, too. Uh, and Emily's just like, did they give you something for the pain? And he's like, yeah. But it's making him thirsty. So she says that he's lucky to have survived. She gets him some water. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this time. Uh, he you says and Spencer that- were right about the NAT club. Yeah. Someone wants me gone. Which... Um, you and Spencer, did Emily ever say anything about the NAT club or is this just, he, is he addressing Spencer's tulpa? Yeah. He realizes they're yeah. the same person. So uh, someone wants to be gone. I don't have the picture anymore. It's gone. So he asks Emily to get him some more water. So she shuts the curtain and goes out of the room out in the hallway. Emily runs into Arya and Hannah who are together. Mm-hmm. Um, the first question asked by Arya is how is Jason? The first question asked by Hannah is why were you with him? <laughs> And so she quickly fills him in on the photo of Ali, CC, and Wilden taking on Wilden's boat that summer in Cape May. And Hannah's like, I want to see it. And Emily's like, well, I can't show it to you. It disappeared in the accident. Yeah. So Spencer comes in. Oh, I love this. Yeah. Spencer comes in asking, she's like, can I see him? And everyone's a little hesitant around Spencer right now. Yeah. And Spencer's like, uh, you know, like, hey, I'll, I'll get Jason the water. And so Emily's like, okay. And they, they're all just staring at her, and so Spencer, she kind of like looks at Emily, and she's like, I'm sorry. And Emily's sorry, too. So then the nurse interrupts this, you know, moment to say, uh, where's your friend? Where's Jason De Laurentiis? <laughs> yeah, I, I really like that moment where Spencer kind of has to acknowledge that she's been a crazy person, you know, and be like, yeah, sorry. Yeah, for, for a moment there, you might have actually thought that the Dark Spencer saga could come to an end. Mm-hmm. So the girls run into Jason's room and find that the bed is empty. Yeah, his neck brace is there. He is gone. Jason is apparently, I mean, my impression is like he's like convinced somebody's like trying to kill him now. So he's out. Yeah, I don't. He's I don't going think into hiding. I don't think you're meant to think that like he's been kidnapped or something, you know, mm-hmm. by the Yakuza or whatever. But yeah, the repeated line of the song to escape the day is playing here as the girls stare at this empty bed. So then we get what I think is one of the coolest A tags ever. One of the weirdest. Yeah, A has taped pictures of each of the liars to a bottle of this whiskey. Well, it's really ever present. In the episode. It starts off with you see like the picture of Emily on the swim team, and like like A is like cutting it even tighter, so it's just a headshot. But like it looks like like scissors are like cutting Emily's throat. Yeah. So then the 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 picture of Emily is like taped to the neck of the whiskey bottle. And set on the table with the other three girls who all have, you know, their face on a different whiskey bottle. I, I thought it was interesting that the photo of Hannah is her prom makeup photo. Yeah. The, the one that, that hot Lucas shot. Um, the bottles are full. 
And so they're put into like a square. And then an empty bottle of whiskey is set in the middle on its side. And one A spins the bottle and it lands on Arya. But then another A reaches in and turns it back around to point to Spencer. Because of course A can't fuck off Arya. Yeah, so the first A, and this is why everybody thinks Arya's A. Uh, so the first A picks up the, the Spencer bottle that's been, you know, selected. And opens it and pours uh, some whiskey into two different glasses. And then each A picks up a glass and they, like, clink glasses. They clink glasses. Yeah. Cheers. Fantastic. Um, the next episode is called Hot Water. Hot Water. That's a fun one. Uh, but, yeah, that was S3E19. Spencer finally, like, comes to physical blows with Mona. Yes. Uh, Jason falls down an elevator shaft. Well, it's it's so interesting that you have in that storyline, you have Andrew, you have Ren, who are these guys who it's like there's like this frustration or something building this like titillation that might be going somewhere mm. to go nowhere. Like they have to leave frustrated. And Spencer's the one who gets a kind of release, <laughs> the release of violence. Um, yes, yeah, that's another fun episode as the Dark Spencer saga continues. But um, so we don't go on too long. Do you want to play the 90s PLO game? We can. I should just say thanks to uh, people who have reviewed us on iTunes. We're up to 10 reviews now. All five stars. We're up to number four of the uh, PLL podcast, the iTunes list. We finally passed the uh, the one that had like three episodes. Yeah. So awesome. We're, yeah, thank we're you. moving on up in the world. Thank you so much. We, no offense, you know, not to get too arrogant. We feel like we should be a little bit higher. Only because I feel I like we still have room to grow. We have room to grow, certainly, but I feel like if you look at, like, there's at least one that's ahead of us that they're not covering PLL. When they're, they're not updating it. They're, and it's like, they're not, I don't think they're nearly as comprehensive as we are. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. The impetus of this game was we were just wondering, like, what if you were to make PLL back in the 90s, what would the cast look like? <laughs> so, I think I went to this with the mindset of kind of both, if it's a series of movies or if it's a TV show. Okay. Um. So we started off with Arya. I think we both agreed that our Arya would be Katie Holmes. Even though Katie Holmes is much taller than Lucy Hale, yeah, I think that works. The the cheaper version of that, the TV version, I guess you would say, would probably be like Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah, she works too. Uh, Hannah. I think Sarah Michelle Gellar all the way. That's like a no brainer to me. But I have my 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 B list version would be mm-hmm. either the chick who was on Popular, whose name I don't remember. Or Larissa Olenek? Alex Mack. That's uh, right. Maggie. That's right. Yeah, Mrs. Uh, Cosgrove. All right, so Emily, I am I have some choices, but I'm curious to hear what yours are. Uh, So I have a few. Uh, Kristen Crook. I don't know if you remember her. She's on some show. No, I don't. The last name is spelled weird. It's like K-R-E-U-K. Do you remember her? Oh, 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 oh that chick yeah. from Smallville. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I like uh, that. Another possibility, Grace Park. Okay, interesting. Well, she she was doing like Canadian shows back Probably. then. Probably. I really think, actually, I want to say that Kristen Crook and Grace Park were both on a uh, like a faux Degrassi show called Edgemont that mm-hmm. I actually watched. What do you think about this one? Uh, okay. Dyke and Lockman. Oh, that guy? That's a girl. Oh, I don't know who that is then. You're thinking <laughs> of uh, Hilo. No, it's the the other the girl from uh uh what's it called Dollhouse. Oh, not not uh Faith, but the other one. Yeah, I don't know. For Emily, 
For Emily, yeah. Okay. My... You, know, you know who would actually be perfect for Emily, but she'd be too old at this point? It'd be uh, Tia Career. Interesting. If she'd be yeah. like she'd be like uh, Pam, wouldn't she? She could be a Pam, yeah. So my I have two choices for Emily. Uh the cheaper version is Tatiana Ali. Um the the mainstream version, you mm-hmm. ready for this? Sure. Jessica Alba. I could see that kind of, yeah. Yeah. Mainstream mainstream Emily. So Spencer, I only have one choice. It's not a great choice. What are yours? Oh, who do you got first? Danica McKellar. That's weird. I have, that's one of mine too. That's my alternate. <laughs> but and this isn't exactly Spencer. Uh, obviously, she's no Troyan, but I feel like we'd have to include her. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that at one point. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's not. She's not a Spencer, but you like. I feel like you would get the show or the movies like greenlit on that name. Yeah. Um. Who do you have I for Ally? I actually don't have anyone for Ally. Really, I have, I have two. Okay. Uh, number one would be Lily Sobieski. Interesting. Number two, Michelle Williams. Whoa. I was really concerned that like the the name that you'd get forced on by the studio would be like Reese Witherspoon. Mm. That which would be yeah, boring. No. Yeah. Um for Maya, I have Bianca Lawson. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um what do you have so how many do you have beyond that? Uh I've got a couple for Mona. Okay, who do you got for Mona? Uh these are a little unorthodox just because there weren't a ton of like Asian American teen actresses then. Right. Um, but if we if we go into the mid twenties, we can have a uh, Yunjin Kim. Interesting. Or I think this one might be the better choice, Lexa Doig. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah, I like that a lot. She she could be playing Mona's mom right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have some weird ones here. Uh, this is kind of more oh. of a joke. I'm not super serious. For Melissa, Laura Layton. Oh, I didn't do Melissa. Uh, I for I didn't see that. For Ian, I have Grant Show. Who's Grant is, Show? It's one of the fuckers from like Melrose Place. And then okay. for Ren, I have the guy who played Andrew on Melrose Place, but with a British accent. Yeah, I never watched it Melrose. Um, I, I got some Caleb's. What do you got for Caleb? Yeah, I, I have I this think... guy listed first, although I, I feel like my second choice is better. Uh, Devin Sawa. Mine's going to beat yours, but keep going. Jared Leto. Yep, yep. Boom. Yeah, Jared Leto. Nailed it. <laughs> the, the Jordan cheaper... Catalano. Yeah, the cheaper version is Ryder Strong, but yeah, Jared Leto. Um, oh, I have like the homeless version. What's the homeless version? <laughs> Vincent Carthizer. <laughs> he could also be Toby. Uh, I almost wanted to cast Vincent Carthizer as one of the girls because he had that super long fucking hair <laughs> back then. Yeah. Um, do you have so, a, Do you have any Tobys? Yeah, I do. Is one of them Vanderbeek? No. Oh. I have Andrew Keegan. Oh, that guy. Okay. Andrew Keegan replacing Keegan Allen. Mm-hmm. That fits. I I put somebody here, and this is obviously not at all like Keegan Allen, but I don't know where else to put him. I want to throw him in. Uh, Matthew Lillard. Interesting. I wonder as who. As, as Wilton, Toby. Maybe? As Toby. Oh, as Toby. Okay. I guess it could be Wilton. That'd be a little weird. Uh, for Jason De Laurentiis, I have three choices. Mm-hmm. James Marsden. Okay. Ryan Phillippe. Yeah. Or the cheap version is Joey Lawrence. <laughs> I almost put Joey Lawrence in here. Yeah. Oh, I got a Sean, by the way. Hannah's uh, early season boyfriend. Who's Sean B? Zachary Ty Bryan. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Nailed it. Nailed mm-hmm. it. Um. Uh. Or Jonathan Taylor Thomas would be good too. Yeah. 
Um, really any of those fuckers from, from home improvement. So for like going for some of like the lamer ones before we get to like the, the better ones, I got for Ashley Marin, I thought, what the hell? Heather Locklear. Okay. Um, for Lucas, I put Joshua Jackson. I really wanted to work Shirley Manson into this, but I'm not sure who she would play because she was like could, 30 then. Could she play a Terminator? Yeah, maybe. Um, Who's Joshua Jackson playing? Lucas. Lucas. Wow. Who did I have for Lucas? You had uh, Seth Green. Seth Green, yeah. <laughs> Both those actors, the, Lucas is, as a character is unworthy of them. I'm not totally serious about them, but for Emily's dad, Wayne Fields, I put John Stamos. <laughs> Oh, I love that. And then for CC Drake, I only have two more. For CC Drake, I put Eliza Dushku in a blonde wig. Eliza Dushku could be another possible Spencer. Um, the last one that I have for either Ezra or Byron, I have two names: mm-hmm. George Clooney, okay, or Rob Lowe. See, I have Rob Lowe for Fitz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I feel like you'd have a different theme song, though, and it would probably be How Do You Talk to an Angel from The Heights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe the Friends theme song could play for this. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think of the Friends class. Could, like, could uh, could Matt LeBlanc be Ezra? <laughs> Whoa, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing, Arya? Uh, uh, good times. Yeah. Uh, if any of you listening to have any ideas of your own, definitely hit us up on our website page. Yeah, we're or dying. Twitter to hear. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we're dying to hear your your suggestions for the nineties PLL game. Mm. Uh but yeah, I think that's it. We'll be back next time to talk about hot water. Or we we're continue up. the Dark Spencer saga. Mm-hmm. See you then. Bye bye.